ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi there, I'm Kendra Adachi, and I host the Lazy Genius Podcast, a show that helps you be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. But here's the kicker. You get to decide what matters, not me. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm here to give you a new way to see. Episodes are around 20 minutes and are full of practical, helpful information, as well as a lot of permission slips to do what makes sense for you. New episodes drop every Monday and cover a broad range of topics from laundry and getting dinner on the table to finding work-life balance and organizing your inbox. So I invite you to give the Lazy Genius Podcast a listen. Together, let's stop doing it all for the sake of doing what matters. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. He's got a podcast, old spice and miles and miles of pubic lice. STG, fridge, freeze, he's a proper naughty geese. Chatting bollocks, shit stains, moist stains and airy touch. And Jimmy Savile track suits from a mush in shepherd's bush. Bush, 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 bush. He'll make you laugh, he'll make you wee. He'll shag your mum for no money. A maphrodite hat on the door. Don't cry, it's only a joke, you silly mush. <laughs> Don't stress, beat the meat. Moisture is on eat. Don't stress, beat the meat. Say, take a seat. Airy feet, not much air. Massive tits. Listening to Chatting Bollocks of Daniel O'Reilly. What a plonker he really is. Hello and welcome to Chatting Bollocks. Another episode with yours truly, your host with the most, I don't mean to boast, um, Dan, aka Dapper Laughs, alongside a good friend of mine, international superstar DJ, Kiss 100 DJ, producer, sex symbol, <laughs> <laughs> majestic, man. Uh, Wagwan. Wagwan. I feel like we're doing an episode of The Gloves Are Off, bruv. Like, it? <laughs> we're having a face-off. But I tell you what, I don't know when this is going to air, when this is going to come out, but um, it's right around the time now where we're just before a lockdown in town. Yeah. So, this Boris... could be the last bit of content you ever make, bruv. It could be. And you've it got could me. Be. Wow. Except <laughs> for maybe home porn, if I'm stuck with a missus. Is she game? No, well, do you know, recent. I, oh, we shouldn't get into it, but recently, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, you're going to be bored at home. You might as well. Yeah, that's it. No, um, bring the neighbours in. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know what's going on out there. But it's just, just, just to give people context of the time it is right now. Boris has just said that he's going to pay for businesses and that to shut. Everyone's, is he? yeah, everyone's coming and are in whether well, or not pubs and clubs. Yeah, I think two footed us already. He did, brick. didn't he? Yeah, all the entertainment industry, and um. Yeah, and so we, we come, you were driving down the M25, you sent me a video. No one there. Empty. No one on the M25, brother, in the daytime going towards Lakeside. Yeah, mate. Like, what the hell? And normally you'd be like, fucking yes, but it's worrying. Yeah, it's, it's crazy times, mate. So even that, like, listen, I'm normally like, oh, bro, whatever, like, I'm a, yeah. men don't wash anyway. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, I can get anything, I'm fine. No, but even now, I'm like, oh, like, if man starts sneezing in him, like, bro, don't sneeze on man, you know. Yeah, I mean, the only thing, you know, I, like, <laughs> 
It is weird. I saw someone sneeze on the train like the other day. I mean, I rarely, as we said before, we both got Ubers up here. Yeah. Well, actually, I had my executive driver. Yeah, I, I did have an executive Uber. All right. Okay. Oh. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, but sometimes, occasionally, you know, when times are hard, I get on public transport, <laughs> and I saw someone sneeze the other day, and people literally got up and yeah. moved. Yeah. It's some crazy shit going on, mate. You know what? I love a conspiracy theory. Yeah, I've always loved a conspiracy theory. And I'm like, it's not real. They've made it up. Yeah. But this is mad, bro. But then again, uh, but well, this ain't a conspiracy theory podcast or nothing. No, no. You go to the depths of it, bro. Like China are recovering, their economies are recovering, and America yeah. and England isn't. It's just, I don't know, whatever happens. Do you know what? The one good thing. Shit, you thought, right. I mean, this is chatting bollocks, so yeah, we can talk we about anything. Yeah, true. But hold on a second. You thought, you really fought into this. Yeah, what, mate, what's listen. the economy situation? So just before all this happened, America yeah. and China made a trade agreement. Yeah, and uh, Donald Trump, hey, I'm going to make a trade agreement. You guys are great. Okay, <laughs> even though you you eat bats, but you're great. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, apparently they made a trade agreement that they didn't really like. Right. So they were just thought, right, we're going to release this uh, into the world. Fuck you. We'll have it first. Then you can have it. Wow. And they're all re- apparently they're recovering now, and their economy is like up. 0.3% and like everyone else's is down 27%. So what, do you think that they, they knew it was coming so they prepared for it, they released it and then it cut, got out? I don't know. This was actually a serious, you know, especially now, this is the problem why everyone's shitting themselves as well because before, if there was no social media or whatever, you get the flu, you're like, oh, I've got the flu, it's cool, like whatever, you wouldn't yeah. even know what it was, yeah. right? Now it's like, everyone is an expert in everything. I don't know nothing, okay? Yeah. I'm just saying, I was like, it's busy theory, you read what you read. Mm. You just don't know what the truth is. There's so much, so much fake news. Okay, there's so much. Fake news. <laughs> there is, but the thing that the thing that that, that I think like I do love it on Facebook when I, like I've got some of my friends that are like completely 110 percent unemployed, never even made an effort to get a job. Some of them, <laughs> some of them sell weed, right? Shots. And all they do that all day they're on Facebook like pictures of their c- c- curries and shit like that. And to me, they're, they're, to me, that it's like a it's like a window into another world, you know, like smoking weed constantly yeah. hot, and they're just chilling. And it's them people that are telling you what's going on that makes me fucking laugh. Do you know what I mean? Like saying, I can't believe some guy at a bat now can't go for a fucking pint. Can't. <laughs> You're like, well, that's actually the only thing that's factual is it does come from a small mammal and it was from the the wet markets in, in China, which they have live animals. But you know what? You know, when I think about it, I'm like, oh, they're eating bats and dogs and cats, but we eat pigs and cows and sheep. So it's like, so do you know what? The vegetarians out there and the vegans out there are laughing. Going, yeah, you know right, what? No, this yeah. is Mother Nature's karma saying, yeah. you're going to eat us? We're going to fuck, fuck you up. <laughs> yeah, We're going to fuck you up. Yeah. You ain't supposed to eat us. You're drinking mummy's titty milk as well. You, you're going to die. But well, that's, that people were saying, people were saying like, I've, when I see some people ranting about being vegan, they were saying, being vegan, because like you guys will find out in the future, like in the future, our children will look back and go, what, what? you ate animals? Well, yeah, this is it. Sometimes like, you know, you look back to Second World War and the, the atrocities that happened in Auschwitz yeah. and stuff like that. You cannot fathom the fact that that happened. How did that happen? Yeah. That's how mad. people will look back at us with eating meat and stuff, probably. Yeah. I, I went unless, vegetarian unless... once for about nine months. Really? Yeah. And I just got sick of eating mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't magic. You're still eating pussy, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, but listen, I went vegetarian, pure, um, pure um, uh, plant-based diet to, to, to when I was training recently. Yeah. I lost a lot of weight. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, but I, I just want to go back to one thing. So they said that it definitely come from a, a mammal, but how do you know they ate the mammal? How, what, someone could have fucked a bat. Well, this is it. It doesn't necessarily. <laughs> Let's be honest. Look, oh, look at our guy, our producer. He's fucked a bat. <laughs> but this is the thing. The guy that the expert talking about, and I was watching this, and this was on BBC News the other day. 
it's not necessarily from eating it. It's the transference of like basically in those wet markets or whatever mm. else, the animals are under such due, like stress. Yeah. So their immune system's down, so they're susceptible to let things go and whatever else. So because they're in such terrible conditions, that's how the transfer. So when they're killing it, the blood could have gone into his. Whatever, you know, yeah. it's just it's, it's just a madness. Whatever, however it started, whatever it is, Bill Gates talked about it five years ago. I saw that. I've seen that on the TED Talks. Yeah, and he, he's he, saying that the main the main thing that we should worry about is a virus. Yeah, yeah. because you know, to, to to think of it like nuclear warfare is just too bait and will wipe out everyone quickly. Mm. This is this is chemical warfare. Yeah, you know, released man made in a, in a lab. Did I, they have the, the, you know? You probably things. think the Chinese are coming down on Mandem. Bruv, they're the strongest economy in the world. They, they want to be. They're a communist dictatorship. Wow. Like, it's, it's deep. Do you know what I mean? But you... I said, I'm sure he didn't get me on it to talk this. <laughs> no, but you know. It's but... bollocks, but this no. is just. Do you know what? We want to lift people. Yeah, that's watching. what we want to so do. We're gonna, the doom and gloom's done. Yeah. Like, that's that. So, Coronavirus, um, we might die or just drink a corona. Yeah, that might be it. the antidote. But that's what I've been doing on my social media. I don't know if I've seen if you notice. I've been cracking jokes, man. Yeah, it's you, been. Listen, in times like this, we just sometimes need to forget. Last night, I put on my Instagram about doing a, like an old school garage mix from when yeah. I used to go townhouse near us when I was like 15. Like yes. Under 18 shit, yeah? And I was getting everyone to send me their favourite tunes. So I did volume one last night, mix Wicked. of everyone's favourite tunes. Because normally sometimes if I play a bit of garage, whatever, I want to go a bit deeper. But I played like just the, the bangers. Yeah, yeah, so for people, people. So people can... Um, yeah, you know, enjoy so you're themselves. trying to give back to the people that are chilling at home. Yeah, man, yeah. it's just like we're, we're, you know, it's almost the one good thing that come out of this again on a positive note is the sense of community that yeah, it's bringing. Definitely. Like yeah. my missus dropped a note off to one of the elderly um, neighbours the other day saying, um, "I'll suck you off if you need no." <laughs> 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 <I was> yeah. like, <laughs> so you know, if you need anything, like here's our number, yeah. and she sent a note back saying, "Oh, thank you, we're good for now." And left her number. You know, you, you mm. get to know your neighbours. Sometimes yeah. you don't even talk to your neighbours. Well, I've got a really elderly woman that lives next door to me Such called Carol. <laughs> <laughs> but I did, I, I was like, I saw her. And for some reason, I keep thinking to myself, I get confused because they say on the news, they talk about the elderly a lot. They're saying because they're vulnerable. Yeah. And it's, it must have translated in my mind that they've got it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because whenever I see old people, I'm like, fuck, go get away from them. When Stay I, away. Yeah, when I pulled up next to my house and, the, and my Carol was out, she was like, oh. Did you oh. press the gates to the butler That's and the, the valet like, service to drive the car yeah. in? <laughs> <laughs> and, I said, and I pulled up and Carol was like, oh, and I was like, listen, you make sure you look after yourself. It's crazy out here. You make sure you look after yourself. And she was like, oh, well, I was just wondering if you could. I said, look after yourself. <laughs> yeah. But I, no, I didn't. I was like, yeah, I'll help. But like, I'm no physical contact. But um, yeah. but I'll still go and get a massage at my local Chinese type <laughs> place. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just a massage on that day? I was in there and I was like, shit, if I'm getting corona, it's definitely coming from this bird. It's the Cabona disease. <laughs> She was going, don't let Corona affect your boner. Cook it out. So, yeah, it's, it's nice to see. I see Chris Martin from Coldplay did something on Instagram yesterday. Man, what was that? Just sat there for 30 minutes and took requests and was playing. And like, and he was really nervous as well, like forgetting chords. And he's like, oh, I, I can't remember that one. It's so nice to see him being like a human being. Yeah. And I just think, um, yeah, that sense of community coming back is a nice thing. And the fact that like, you're at home with, like, I'm at home with the kids and, mm. and the missus. And, like, which is in the garden. I'm, I did some DIY, bro. Me. Ah, fuck that shit. Do you shit. know what I mean? Like, I, I jet wash the drive. Wow. That's what I'm saying. I pick up the dog shit and take the bins out. That's it. Anything I, I above do that. Bins. I don't do bins. No. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. So you're at home. And I just think, you know what? Some so, some people that are being selfish thinking, yeah. oh, fuck this, you know what I mean? I'm a geezer. If I get it, it don't matter. I've got to walk around London then by someone, right? <laughs> it's not about you. It's about the fact that an elderly or vulnerable person might get it. Especially a certain elderly person, yeah. yeah. 
Bro, if I have to go indoors for four weeks, yeah, that's nothing compared to five years of um, military service they might have given us in World War II. Yeah, yeah, the old right. people for you're our right. freedoms. Yeah. So we've got to put things into perspective a little bit. So, yeah, that's why. Fucking that. majestic, for, majestic for Prime Minister, man. <laughs> for real. I mean, better than Boris. Uh, uh, Sorry, you're fucked. <laughs> that's what he Thanks, said. Boris. He was like, some of you are going to die, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So. But my... I'll tell you what, I'm not going to close the pubs. Don't go there. Mm. Thanks, mate. Cheers. That's what really fucks some people up. Isn't oh yeah, because it's just that you know, there's there's no like contingency plan for them, and you know, like, we, like you said to me downstairs, I bet, oh, I bet you're fucked with all your gigs and that. Yeah, everything's called off. Yeah, and then you're looking, can I plan summer? I'm I'm trying to work out if we're doing limitless at BCM. You know, who's yeah. going to commit to like yeah. booking? No one is now. It's just, it's just. Yeah. But you know what? If say for example, in six weeks' time they go, it's all good, mate. The the surge, it's going to be like the summer of love. <laughs> It's yeah. just going to be like... People you need to have the party ready. pills in each other's mouths. Oh, mate. Yeah, but think of all the girls that... <laughs> this is what I was thinking today, right? All the girls ain't been able to get their nails done, their fake tans or their eyelashes. So they've been in... They've been like... They've been trapped in, then suddenly they go on holiday. They're going to turn up, mate. They ain't going to have their... They're just going to look like normal birds. Oh, wow. It's going to be like... It's going to be like 2000 again. Oh, everyone mate. Everyone like moose hair. Bushy fannies <laughs> and fucking smooth eyelashes. It's going to be sweet. Right, let's get to it. Come on, man. Love that. Right, let's start with... Um, <laughs> Good start, man. Let's start with... Right, how did we meet, Majestic? Visualise the scene. Where were we when me and you met? The, the first proper meeting we had was in Mallorca. We was in Mallorca. At the BH Hotel. Uh, was it the Tom Tom's thing? It was Tom, Tom Zanetti and Kane's... Yeah. Um, yeah, they they flew me out there to promote it. Yeah, so I was stood by the pool. That's it. Well, it was me and Kai. We did a set, didn't we? And I come said hello. Obviously, I think we'd spoken online a couple of times back and forth, but I yeah. never actually said hello to you in real life. Yeah. And um, I pitched you straight away, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, you did. You, you mentioned about your dad saying about was it about proper naughty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was it. And you said, yeah, like this this thing here, and it's like cool, sick idea. Um, yeah. Yeah, and and that that's when we, we first met. It's like right, let's get in the studio. And then at the time, I think we I was working on um, Pure House and Garage too. That's right. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, with Chris and um, with Guy, and we was like, yeah, like let's do like this. We had this tune, this instrument. It was Dutty. Yeah, and naughty. I was like, yeah, it was proper naughty. I can't remember where we called it before. It wasn't. It was called Stomp. You sent it to not, me, didn't you? And yeah. I was like, that's it. Yeah, it was called Stomp before. It's called Naughty Sesh. I just went, Stomp. And then, wah, 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 wah. Yeah. But yeah, and then we got into the studio and we was just like, right, Dapper, just do you. Like, just talk. Like, I like that. I like the whole concept of it being like the streets type. Yeah. You know, just talking rather than barsing. And, and then, yeah, mate, we made Naughty Sesh. And that's, yeah. that's how Naughty Sesh came about. And everyone, like, you know, I think it was it was right that we did it together like yeah. that in that context of it being like a wicked instrumental and that I think say for example if you did it with, with, with someone else it might not have come up the same way like it was it was just right I think in that instance it was right I think that I made I made I made uh, quite a bit of music before but never I'd never been able to connect with my music because one I was either trying too hard yeah, yeah. to MC or two it was the mu- the, the production yeah. was just shit just yeah. jank and it was like but this thing I was like the good thing about this was I was like at the time, at that part, at that moment in my life, like or everything that I produce, probably similar to you, comedy, music, whatever, it all reflects on what I was going through at the time. And at the time, my life was a fucking, it was a sesh. It was a hardcore <laughs> sesh. Especially him. It was. And um, But what I loved about it was when I went in and you was like, nah, nah, just talk, innit? So just... What does the sesh mean to you? And, yeah. what, you know, why do you... What, what happens with it? And... So just saying, you know, oh yeah, my missus is doing my head in, da 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 da, and there was no pressure, and we'd done it, and then when it come together, what's the what's the streams on it now? 
Over three mil. Really? Over three mil. I get asked for it every gig. Really? Yeah, yeah, Saturday at the weekend. Literally, like... Some like one of my pals was me saying, "Oh, the girls in the front row, they want naughty sesh." So, like, I save it towards the end, and just as soon as I hear ding, 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 it there go goes off. It's, it's, it's quite a cult, culty anthem. That's a cool. lot of people at the time were like, "Oh, you, you don't really don't, don't want to do that." You don't know what, and yeah, you know, some people, with me. Fr- yeah. But do you know what? Like, I just think music. I, what I hate in music, in the music industry as well, and that's why I do that character, Kurt. That's but the that's German fellow, yeah, right? Yeah. Because especially in like the high end techno house world, the snobbery of it is ridiculous. They're like fucking divas, aren't they? It's not even about divas. It's just the fact that like what because you're dapper last, you shouldn't be able to enjoy music. Yeah, I'm like music is supposed to be the most inclusive, yeah. free, mm. expressive thing in the world. And I don't understand. I hate when people put like restrictions on that. Yeah, as long as it's good. Do you know what I mean? Like you said, like some of the stuff that you've done pre-hand yeah, yeah. was shit. Like, yeah. You know? But I mean, I feel, no, yeah, no, you're right. It was, it was shit. And I, do you know what? I but feel? I've done shit, man. I made the kebab rhythm when I was 16, bro. <laughs> yeah. But right now, just eat need to call me because that's an advert <laughs> waiting to happen, right? The kebab rhythm, You bro. need to fucking at him at it. I, 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 listen, even my missus, you know what? You should bring back the kebab rhythm just for that, just for the peas. But um, yeah, you should at him, seriously. Yeah. But um, what was I going to say to you? I feel like now I'm kind of like, look, cool. I'm I, I, like, music was, it was good fun. It was a good fun thing for me to do. At one point, I was like, I want to do music. But do you know what I feel like happened? What I feel like happened was I was sort of, you know, people were like, you should do music because you can get downloads. Numbers, right? yeah. yeah, numbers through my thing. And that's when I was like, yeah, cool. And then I went through this little journey of trying to make songs and the, my hardcore followers were like, yeah, it's cool. And then it was kind of like, nah. And then what I think happened quite naturally with you, when I worked with you, where you were like, Look, you're not a music artist, you're not like a, an yeah, MC. So this is about the beat, and it's also about what you're saying. Yeah, because like sesh. You're, again, what you did well, even from those um, six second things that you said on the yeah, vines, vines. Yeah, yeah, they were brilliant. Yeah. Because at that time as well, because you was going into work or whatever else, it was an everyday man talking. Yeah, that's right. And the sesh is the everyday person talking. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm fucking sick of work. I hate his face. I live for the weekend. Yeah. And there's so many people out there that live like that. They're connected with it straight away. Of course away. they do, because we're, we're, you're talking a language that they understand. And you know me, you've known me a long time. I don't uh, take, like, drugs. Drugs, yeah. And but I have a sesh. I think yeah. a sesh can. Oh, a sesh can be anything for it anyone. Can, it it can, be, whatever the sesh you is. Could be, you could be having a fucking. I mean, I know what a sesh means to a lot of people. A lot of people. It's exactly. like a, a kitchen sniff yeah, sesh. Yeah, yeah, of course. But I think other people, obviously, people that aren't part of that world, can be like they they heard it and they go, yeah, at the weekend the sesh. It's like could be pre drinks, could be going to the club, Correct. could be getting smashed, or it could just be fucking wilding a, a, out. Having a FIFA sesh with the boys. You know what yeah. I mean? Like a sesh is, yeah. you know, together In, with people indulging. enjoying stuff, indulging yeah, in something. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, it was just um the, the feedback was, was was amazing from like the people and I, you know I swear it was like in, when in the top ten of the like the it was six I, I, no, I looked I looked it up before we charted at number six wow yeah like it so it's it a top crazy. ten yeah but top um, ten in like I think that that sort of Apple iTunes yeah, yeah, world yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, not the official chart no, the official, it did it did chart though you yeah, know because we was on the uh, the Capital top forty Ooh. thing with Marvin Marvin was talking about I remember I was at V Festival and I was on the phone to the, the Capital interview. But um, yeah, it was. Do you know what? It was a lot of fun, and obviously, at the back of it, we done a few parties, which was well. No, that's was what, good. when I put my notes down here when I was gonna, I was gonna yeah. talk to you about it. What I felt was like I kind of that felt like a real natural uh, yeah. music vibe for me. And you were like, you, you you brought me into into like, and what the difference of where it went. What you always said to me is that you, your music that you make is fine for your followers, but it will always stay there unless unless there's yeah, more to it. And that went beyond me. It yeah. went fucking so far beyond me, which was brilliant. 
But um, which, but we, we tried to Trojan horse it as well because we didn't put your name on it. Yeah, yeah, as yeah. A featured artist. That's what you said. Yeah, we'll sneak it in. Yeah. yeah. And lo and behold, people listen to that record with no judgment. I've done it myself, bro. Mm. I've signed house records when I was 21 to Kerry Chandler's label as another name because at the time I was a garage MC. Yeah. And like, again, as I said, the snobbery, the people, are they going to take it seriously? No. I said I was a Dutch table tennis player, but they <laughs> love it. Like, <laughs> like <off>. yeah. <laughs> I, I have a recording of, of um, Marianne Hobbs, who's a legend, legendary music tastemaker. Yeah. In, in my eyes, she's like up there with like the John Pills of this world and that, and Zane Lowe's like, wow. she, she, she like was really behind the dubstep movement when it first happened and stuff. And she's a G, absolutely yeah. legend. And she was on XFM at the time. And, um, Mosca, who was a really big DJ, he's still a big DJ producer, made backs. He he was like, oh, this Isaac Christopher guy, because that was another guy that I, that I used. He he's massive, so I got to do a mix for her. Well, hold on a second, that wasn't is that guy real? No, no, that's me. Like as as another thing. So what you so you were you were you were, you wanted to get your music through? Yeah. So what you were doing was you was coming up with fake names yeah, and aliases, yeah. creating a track, saying that you discovered them and put, no no no. Put, so no, Mosca was a genuine guy. He, he like <laughs> so if he says yeah, this is hot. People yeah. are going to listen. Then it's hot if he yeah. says it's hot. But if he said it's hot, it's by Majestic, someone might, oh, ain't he an MC? Ain't he yeah. a garage MC? So, yeah, I remember her reading out my bio. I had to write a bio, and it was like, after in, uh, after a crippling injury in his um, table tennis career, Isaac, Isaac had to step back from the Beijing Olympics in 2008 and focus back on the studio. And, no! Uh, uh, but they don't research that shit, du- do they? Dutch-born, North London-raised producer. Like, oh, wicked. This, yeah. Just making him as cool as you could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, you know, Isaac did, Christopher sounds very housey. Did it? he have an accent? Uh, I did an interview once with DJ Q, actually. On, on, on the phone? No, I was there. And I wore a, I was wearing a mask and everything when I used to gig it. <laughs> And I was like, hello, it's great to be here, the Valencia. Uh, the party tonight is going to be crazy. Uh, I've got some crazy house uh, music for you today. Uh, the party is going to be crazy. Uh, very nice. Maybe to, tonight we can do the extra session. Oh. Fucking hell. Yeah, do you know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of, um, fuck. So, so yeah, so just, I just want to, I just want to take people on our journey. So, when we done, when we done, oh North- yeah, you making me laugh. Now. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, when we done, we done naughty sesh, yes. and then me and you. Well, I think one thing that we're very similar in is uh, business wise. Like we we run our own business, and and we you know ideas we make shit happen. Mm. You know, if you want to do something, you make it happen. Yeah, Same as me. So we came up with the brand, the naughty sesh brand, and fuck me, that flew for a good year or yeah, for yeah. a good six months. It was like. We threw the Naughty Sesh Christmas party, which sold out instantly. At a venue that had been disgraced. Yeah. Like, yeah. literally, like, in the press and that. So, like, yeah. people didn't want to go there. So, they came there for our party. Definitely. So, you had a disgraced comedian throwing a, a party <laughs> at a disgraced venue. It was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Pure disgrace. Yeah. We should have called it Disgrace no, no. Sesh. Disgrace. Um, and then, uh, and then, and then the big one for me was uh, when we done the Clapham. Yeah, Clapham Grand was sick, wasn't it? Yeah, and you got, you got, you, you just pulled in favors from everyone. We had some amazing artists. Oh yeah, the lineup was sick. The lineup was sick, and then they all had them signs. They had the signs of yeah, she knows. Uh, no, um, like naughty session. Yeah, man like Mooch on that. Man Mo- like Mooch. Mooch was. Do you know what? Again, talking about the party. As soon as Mooch said like, I need to step back from it, I think for us it was over. Yeah, because yeah. he is such an integral cog of making yeah. things work. Like I've worked with Mooch since we were doing Under the Radar, which was a sixteen yeah. plus brand. And the guy, the guy's a genius, and he's yeah. a workaholic, and he's he's just so good at doing well, like, branded stuff. Yeah, I think he's working in comedy now. He runs comedy clubs. Really? Yeah. Like, but I will tell you why you are completely right with that is because whenever I got I, I'm, I got my hands in loads of different prizes, yeah, of you know, and whenever I go into something, it's like, look, if I can do something on my own, hundred percent, I'm doing it on my own. If I yeah. don't need no one, yeah, hundred percent, like, right? But with the parties, it was clear that 
like I could sell the tickets. Yeah, that's it. Right? I, I can you do can, the music. You can do the music and the lineup, right? But between, do the music. Do the music, yeah. But if 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 between us we also had to produce the party, yeah. you know, it's too much. It's too much. And, and especially, again, back to things happening at a time and context of time, at that moment in time, I think both of our heads were in a different headspace. Yeah. So to take on more things, it was hard. It would have been even, it's like too difficult yeah. because your head just getting filled up. I've got to do this. The pressure, like, Ooh. oh my God. Mate, putting on parties. And People don't gives, know how stressful oh, that shit mate. is, man. Like, yeah. you don't sleep. Like, you know, look like when you did the um, the Troxy, Fucking like, man. leading up to that. Man. I know you sold the tickets out like that, but it's still, I've got to put this show on. Mate, it was mad, yeah. Do you know what I mean? The, I did, it's the anxiety. It's that anxiety. Yeah. Like, and then you, when you're looking at sales every day, you're looking at how many numbers we've done, how many yeah, numbers yeah. we've done. It's, yeah. You become obsessed with it. And yeah. it, it's just, it's not good for your mental health at all. And I think at all. one thing that I'm always quite good with you is... Uh, because we do different uh, we work together on loads of different stuff is when it comes to a point where it's, it's not it's, it's not fun and it's not enjoyable and we're quite good at going all right let's leave this and move yeah, on yeah. let's leave it in it all right the brand, park it just park, park it. it's it. there it's cool yeah it's, no hard feelings let's see what's next but, but yeah because you can always go you can go back to yeah. it i just think like if something comes to a point where you're forcing it or it doesn't feel right or it doesn't feel 100%. fun because we're still sitting on a banger of a tune that just hasn't felt right to do it for everyone at one point yet. Yeah, we that are. once it's right, bruv, yeah. that's going to fly still because yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's of a quality. Like, as long as you, mm. you work to a standard of quality. Should we play that at the end of this? Film? I think we should. And, and they can decide what we yeah. should do with it. Because especially in this time right now, people need cheering. All right, tell I, them about that tune. Tell okay, them about so we've done a tune called My Balls. <laughs> <laughs> but this is why I, I enjoy like working and producing stuff with and for you. Because it's for you. Yeah. How many times... I've never wanted to be in the foreground of it. Like when we did yeah. Two Steps Gank. I'm oh like, my god, yeah, my favourite that is. Yeah, bad tune, right? And I'm like, you, you, wrote, you must have known when you wrote it, you must have known you was writing something fucking amazing. Well, we did it, and it's like you saw how quick we did yeah, it. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, cool. Like, like, when we're doing stuff for you, I think you should be front and centre. Yeah. The man, the guy, it's for you. Like, yeah, yeah. I've got my majestic project. I've got yeah, whatever yeah. else I'm doing. Like, I just enjoy doing things like this and working on projects. Like, I did the Wheelstone Raiders charity single. <laughs> like, a lot of people probably don't didn't know that. But did you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, big that's up. the that's the guy. What's he saying? Gordon. Yeah, you're right. no fans. You want Sam? Yeah, so, you, like he was. You a, want Sam? I'll give it. He you. was a viral star. Oh, right? can I, do you reckon I could get him on here? Hundred percent. I'll I'll link that. I'll yeah? link that right. And do you know what? <laughs> We've sown the seed now. So let's give some context of yeah. that. Yeah, go on. Um. So yeah, I it was 2014. It must have been. Yeah. And I went on a French stag do to Amsterdam. And the whole trip, all we did was, you want Sham? I'll give it, yeah? Like, yeah. And when I came back, I made like a video. With the, you know, the stadium was brilliant. It was that thing that always reminds us was Fenton. Fenton, remember that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then the Wheelstone Raider. And yeah. some other guy that went, gee, 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 gee. Like, you know, like you're in Holland. You just yeah. had a mad one. You just... No, I think the, the first original one was the one pound fish guy. Do you remember? No, him? I was involved in that as well. I, I did a, I did a remix of that. <laughs> did you really? yeah. Anything I find funny, man. I think like because I enjoy comedy so much yeah, as man. well. I'm just like that's fun. Let's do it, right? And that's why. But I don't put my name. Like, yeah. I didn't, like me, me and Mr. Jam did a remix of that. How about that? Was just, wow. And we called it the Speaker Box remix. Then he called it Majestic or Mr. Jam. Then the Wheelstone Raider. I never put my name to him. Back to that. So yeah, I was like, I don't know how I came across him. Or started talking to him, but somehow I did, and I, I can't remember who linked it. And we were like, I said to him, like, you need to do a tune, like you need to make a tune, a charity single for Christmas, and mm. be so much fun. So I remember I got him up um, to the studio, recorded the thing, wrote the thing. I wrote the I wrote the beat on How my. How did it go? Uh, so 
you want some? I'll give it to you. It's like, um, the beat was all right. It was like, deal with ya, deal with ya. I'm going to deal with ya. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so it was, it was, just, it was silly. Yeah, but you've got to remember, the guy's like, a, what, a 50-year-old man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's normally at home with his feet up, drinking a beer. Yeah, and, and no, he normally, no, he's normally, I think he was a labourer on, on the uh, building site. So but he, his life was never the same after no. that, mate. So <laughs> I never forget this oh, Friday I took him up to this is when the single was out and it was literally we got into the top 10 of the official charts fuck off did yeah. you we went number 5 that went number at 5 Christmas. at Christmas oh my god I bet you were shaking I bet you thought we were going to have a number uh, 1 here well I think some... thought, fuck I wish my name was on it now no 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 no, 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 no. it was what was <laughs> lovely right is getting to know Gordon yeah the what's fella. he like very uh, nice guy gone through a lot of stuff through his life Spent really Spent a lot of these early years, um, like you know, with some medical stuff or whatever. That's that's why like Great Ormond Street was so important to him. Wow! So the fact that we raised money for the football club that he loved and Great Ormond Street was just an amazing. Thing. So he just felt great for that. He was great. He was going out doing PAs. Do you know what I mean? And um, and he was just loving that, like going out into the clubs and people. go, oh, you know the, the pictures. You know, it's like you you know you've done the club yeah. PAs as yeah. dapper laughs yeah. at the height of it, and you know, like it's fucking amazing. You, you get mobbed. You're yeah. a rock star. Yeah, it's cool. You literally are a rock star. Yeah. And at that moment, uh, the Wheelstar Radio was a rock star. And we had... Um, <laughs> it's funny, man. It was a Friday afternoon. I took him up Talk Sport. He was on Talk Sport having wow. a chat. I bet he loved that. He loved he? it. He was on there with Colin Murray at the time. And then um, McFly were listening to Talk Sport. And they rung up to say they loved the Wheelstone Radio. So I got on the DMs. I was speaking to Harry from McFly. Invited us over to... And you've done all of this for him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, You're mad. It's and funny. he invited us to Tech Santa up ITV. So we went up to ITV Studios. What? And literally the Wheelstone Raiders. So we'd done some video content there with McFly, uh, we Paddy McGuinness, Ant and Deck, everyone were just what? giving them Mark Wright. Oh, randomly. Yeah, Mark Wright asked the Wheelstone Raider for a picture. I remember walking in, there's like Mark Wright going, uh, Raider, can I have a picture? I was like, that's okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I took him Spearman Rhino. <laughs> and literally girls were asking for pictures. I said, girls, if you want a picture, you're dancing for him. Right? No. And um in that same time I saw Danny Dyer in there as well. Um and um Just tell me the truth, does he is he more famous than me when you're out of him? At that moment he was. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and, and I'll never forget <laughs> I, I, I was driving him home and he said he said, Magic, it was the best night of my life. And I was like, Do you know what? That really made me feel good. Yeah. Because I looked like he's security, I was just walking, I was all in black. He, and that same night as well, he went to dinner. With a load of like brokers from the West End, or, like yeah. from the from the city. Well, like, they paid him. They to go. paid like x amount of peas for him to have dinner with them. Wow! And everyone's having photos and having banner on the Instagrams and all that. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and I was like, he's like he's um security. Like, yeah, like he's a tour manager. Yeah, to a, a girl that I know who's a, who's a DJ now. Because I mean, aren't you majestic? I was like, <laughs> yeah, security tonight. But yeah, no, so that's that, cool, man. Yeah, we'll start Raiders single. That's what come out when number five. So yeah, like I said, so I do have a history in doing fun tunes. Yeah, and I'll tell you what that I'll tell you what. So when after when we done two step skank, I think probably the funniest memory for that is when we went to Amsterdam, <laughs> man. So we went to Amsterdam just to set the scene. We we done Garage Nation in the dam. Yeah, so it's Garage Nation, and you were like, right, I've got an idea. As you always, you always like, I've got an idea. I'm going to get you over there. We're going to film the music video because all of the fucking because ga- the, the two steps gang is about garage and, like, your and it's love a, for garage. Yeah, and it, my love and my my love for garage and it, and it has a homage to all the different garage. The names of the songs. That's that's how you wrote it, yeah. which was genius. So fucking fast. It was brilliant. And then you said, we'll go out there. We'll get the artists in. And uh, <laughs> this was, I can remember a couple of things. I mean, one, 
This was back in a time when I was pretty messy. Yeah. I mean, we we went for a, I think we went for a stage back then. When I mean, I'll just be honest about it. My mental health was a fucking wreck around that time, and it was one of the ones where when I met up with you, you only had probably about a period of about an hour and a half, two hours of me sober. Yeah. At the, at the <laughs> you're lucky. Yeah. And, Quickly get it now. Get it now. Yeah, because he's drinking and whatever. But I can remember you said we done one shot in uh, in the bedroom. Actually, we done most of it because I was off my tits. We had to do most of it from the fucking room. And you come in and you was like, just have a couple of tokes on the yeah. joint. Do you remember? Yeah, the boys were there. They 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 the thing and just you know relax, have a little bit of the spliff. Literally, I think two tokes, brother. And you were like, everyone's got to go. Yeah, it fucked me up. Mate. Everyone's got to go. It, it, like, I don't know what happened because I was smoking it. And then we were doing the shots. And then I started praying out. And I thought everyone was laughing at me. And I was like, that was the last time I smoked weed. Wow. Yeah. And wow. I was like, it went from bad to worse for me, though. Because do you remember what happened with the pigeon? Did I ever tell you that story? The pigeon? Yeah. Did I what tell happened you? with the pigeon? Well, when you all left. Catch the pigeon. <laughs> when you all left, I was like... I was like, fucking, man, I've got to get out of here. I got I had to get out of the room. So I went out of the room and I was wandering around and I saw, uh, I was fucking stoned. I don't know how them boys smoke all that shit all day because I must have had about four tokes, I reckon. And um, Used to it, innit? I suppose you become immune to it. But I was walking and I was like, kind of just like stood on a bridge, man, just looking at shit. <laughs> and there was a pigeon on the side of the bridge. And I was like, quite close to it. And I was thinking, why ain't this pigeon flying away? And I said to it, I was like, why ain't you flying away? And I the thought pig- you were going to say, try to tings it. <laughs> <laughs> but the pigeon kind of looked at me, you know, and they looked. And I was like, if you want to stay for a bit, like, I'll stay for a bit. And I was saying it. And as I, was, I couldn't believe I was saying it. Chatting to the pigeon. I was chatting to the, chat pigeon, the pigeon, mate. I was like, I don't mind if you want to stay, like, and stay for a we, bit. We can, you know, we can chill, innit? And then I was like, I think I've lost my hotel. And then it looked at me and it flew up, right? And I swear to God, it landed on the building. I was like, that's my, my hotel. hotel. <laughs> I was like, you fucking jumped me. The pigeon is a gangster. I love I, that. I don't know who the pigeon was, but he knew I was in some bad way back then. This could have been, there might have been an angel, mate. Yeah. Real talk, spiritual shit. Mate. Could have been the old man. So, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, we'll, we'll talk about that later. So, yeah, I've, I've got a note on here, uh, like, uh, highlighted, fire extinguisher. What do you think that means? Oh, that is <laughs> <laughs> you trying to trying to buy a, a, a sex toy implement yeah. the size of a fire extinguisher. Well, you picked up the fire extinguisher. We did a little skit, didn't we, for your, uh, yeah. for your Instagram. Because one thing he can do is accent so well. He yeah. can do a free accent. That was really crazy. It's your fire extinguisher, you shit fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so Put I it said, down. So, you missed his one vote for two weeks. Yeah. So, <laughs> so just to give you some context, <laughs> I was like, whenever I'm walking around or I'm doing things, like, the weirdest ideas come at me at the weirdest moments and you never know. And it, it doesn't matter what's going on. You have to do it when yeah, they come out. When they come out. So I said, to, I said, right, just in the background, if you can just shout this for me, I'm going to pretend I'm talking to the person that owns the, uh, the, toy, shop. the toy shop. So you film, I film like the sex toy shop and I'm like, oh, excuse me, I'm, I'm thinking of getting a dildo for, and you've got to do it, do it after I finish. Okay? <laughs> so I go, uh, so I go, oh, excuse me, I'm, I'm thinking of buying a, a, a dildo for, for my, um, for my partner, like, yeah. yeah. How, how, how much is that uh, red one there with the black bottom? It's a fire extinguisher, you sick fuck. Get out of my shop, crazy, you spoiled it. What is wrong with you? You're trying to make a not work for a week. <laughs> there you go. That's how comedy. It's like my dingo was around your house last night, huh? <laughs> Oh, mate. Yeah. So we, we, had a, we had a lot of... Oh. To be fair, I think every time we got together, we ended up writing a sketch show in our mind. Yeah. And I'll tell you someone who I was always like that with, and it's <laughs> funny because you had him on your show, I think, last week. It's Steve the Madman. Brilliant. So yeah. me me and Kevin... Uh, do you know? I didn't know you knew him. Yeah, we go like we go back because he obviously comes from music. Mm. So the guy I... Does used, he? Yeah, yeah. Brother, you made big tunes, bruv. What? 
bro, there's a tune. I didn't know that. Shank, yeah, and there's another tune called Hard Rain. P Jam and Steve O. That him and P Jam used to make tunes together. What's he a producer? Well. Producer. And uh, you know he loves his little spitting as well when he puts the garage on, yeah. But yeah, they were making hard, hard beats, bro. That's how him and Nasty know each other, Big Nasty, because they were producing some of his early stuff. There's a tune called Spun a Web, which... Um, wow, I didn't know any Yeah, 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 it, which has the Coldplay sample, Trouble. Joe Wiley played it back in the day. Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, the, 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 the community of where things have come from, like, everyone's paths that have crossed together is insane. That's why, like, see, when, when Kev was on... Um, uh, big nasty show the other week, Channel Four. That time, bro, I was so so happy for him. Yeah, I'm proud I mean, of him yeah, because we used to sit, so we used to sit in my studio in Pondersend, yeah. And bro, he's literally this. He's always been one of the funniest people I know, and he's one of the only people that can shut me up, right? Steve, buried me. Oh, this yeah. guy's buried me before, like when we got a car check. Yeah. Did, oh, you, did you watch the podcast? Yeah, yeah, I watched it. He was hilarious. He's wasn't so he? funny. And anyway, <laughs> like he used to do this thing. Like, don't matter who was there, we'd be in, we'd be in, in the, the studio, we'd be the work whatever. He'd pretend to switch. Yeah, what, bro? What? And he take all this. He's got naked, and like we're in like a, a, like, a com- <laughs> no, we're in a complex See? like this, and he'd walk out into the corridor like Dick what. Out, what? Like, his pants on his ankle, like, switching, like... <laughs> oh, man, honestly, like, some of the funniest things ever. But, yeah, he used to sit there coming up with, like, balls, balls of steel ideas. Really? Like, and we'd be like, oh, that's a great idea. That's a good idea. Yeah, we used to do that as well, you know. Yeah. We need to do this sketch show. We need to do a sketch show about Yeah, that's this. what I'm saying. And it's just, like, it's funny when you're with similar creative people mm. like that, how the energy flows. But, and I think as well... There's always a natural competitive edge between creative people. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because yeah. you want to be funnier than him yeah. and he wants to be funnier than you. Yeah, there's, there's, there's mutual respect, but you're mm. just like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. So you're always, it's almost like sparring. It's yeah, good. There's, 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 it's funny because in my industry, there's, there's two, uh, especially in like social media comedy, yeah. there's two types of people that you come across. You come across people that are like, you're competitive with and it's healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so Steve-O and Aaron are quite similar to me, but Steve-O, we're healthy competitive. So first thing I'll do is if, if he puts an idea up and I think, fuck, I wish I'd come up with that, the first thing I'll do is I'll comment on it and yeah. say, fuck, I wish, I wish I'd come up with that, yeah? yeah. So that's love, you know what yeah, I mean? So people will be like, oh, Dapper's, you know, and vice versa. Or it, it, to to another extent, if I'll be like, um, fuck, I know I'm sort of copying his shit. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I think you have to give a nod. Do you know what I mean? You have to, you, you have to go like, you're at some point, uh, like he did on on the podcast, or like I will. You have to go. Oh, sometimes my missus is telling me that I'm getting a bit too dapper, and you know, uh, I don't mind that. There's two types, but there's the other type is people that are like they don't want to help you. They they want you to do shit, and if they do copy something of yours, they'll just say they come up with it. And it's just like, how are you going to help each other? Yeah, like, no, of course you, not. You can still banter each other with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's healthy, but um, there's, there's there's enough airtime for everyone. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, if you if you feel like you're confident with your own ability, then you're more likely to yeah. try and bring other people through, through yeah, whatever I mean, else. I was, I, was really, I was lucky because, especially with Steve-O and Aaron, I shared their shit when yeah. it come through. Because I was like, I'm for comedy, right? So if that's funny, yeah. like there's one video that he done, I, I was saying it about in the podcast, that it just fucking rocked my world. I wish, you know, you see something, you're like, fuck, I should have come up with that. But also, it's hilarious. And you know, you know the old horror film where it's The Ring, yeah. and the woman goes, ah, she climbs out. Well, he's he's like on the couch, and he's going, no, no. And she's climbing across the thing, and he's going, no, no. And she gets to him, and he goes, oh, fuck it, come yeah. on in, and fucking start shagging it. And I'm like, where did you come up with that from? That's brilliant. I and um and from then I started sharing him so so we get on well but um yeah and I think also what happens is like me you Steve O and other people I think people when people are open and creatively open you're drawn to each other that's probably why we all know each other yeah yeah it's, it's very true and I think like it's like I said that that natural competitive edge makes everyone better 
Yeah. You know, and and it's like you, you learn so much from other people. Like like even working with you, like what I learned from you, like your your particularness over stuff is wild. Like you yeah. wouldn't think you're a perfectionist because your stuff seems so raw. Mm. But it's almost like that's that, that's the genius of it. There's thought behind it, but it's still raw and it comes yeah. across like that. Do you know what I mean? Other people just think think, oh God, he's just done it on the fly. But no, it's, there's been like meticulous yeah. thought. It's brilliant. It's it's, it's it's really interesting. And 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 same with with Kev. Like when I speak to him about what he's doing, he's plotting, he's planning it. Mm. Like you know, I can't do this too much. I can't do that too much. Or yeah. this ain't getting love from my followers. Or this isn't. Yeah. It is. You know, like you said, you are running your own business, so you're looking at the. The, the the creative the mm. analytics yeah 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 the, the marketing it's, there's a lot to yeah. go on and I think this will probably lead us on to like what we're going to talk about probably a bit later on or whatever is like the men the yeah. mental side of things mm. and how much pressure that that can come on top of you from mm. that because I think probably the similar to you probably care as well we're all control freaks as well yeah like yeah. when you are like that you're just like oh, it's well it's how I want to do it yeah. my vision or nah yeah exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think that one of the scariest things is, you know, when you build something and you start building something and especially if you've ever experienced any sort of loss on that and and you've been through that before and you're like, oh, it's so precious to you that you, you, you built something and you don't want to fuck it up. You have to be, but you can really fucking overdo stuff sometimes. And that's, I think, where the pain comes into it. And also working in a world where your stuff is, is, um, is up for, uh, you know, like if you was a, I don't know how to put it. Like if you was, you know, a brain surgeon, you, I, I don't know how many times they've got someone going, you're fucking shit or fuck off. Or, yeah, in, in the surgery yeah, at in, the time. Mate, you're fucking shit. You're using that knife. Yeah, yeah. Wanker. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> you know, they don't get it. But I mean, I, I was going to talk to you about it. It's like, it's it's crazy that how everything is intertwined. Like you've worked with uh, Tyson Fury. Yes. And Tyson Fury is probably, for me, my bit like my one of my biggest idols that yeah. I look up to, and when I said that to you years before, earlier, you was like, "Yeah, me too." And on the mental health hype, how did you get into contact with Tyson Fury? Or so it's all to do with a good friend of mine who used to run the radio station I used to be on, Gary, yeah. Gary C, and he he used to box, um, and I think he used to box or train with Ben Ben Davies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when Tyson was having his comebacks, they was like, "Oh, we need to get some music sorted." And he's like, "Well, I know the guy." And then Gary rang me. I don't know if you're interested, man. You're probably like, you won't want to do it. But Tyson Fury's got his fight coming up. They need some music. They want this, this, and this. I was like, Tyson Fury. Hell. Yeah, man. So yeah, I ended up going to Manchester to their, their camp to go and see. I like to do face to face with people. Of course, get a vibe, see what's happening, see what they want. I don't like doing emails or back and forth on phones. I'm old school like that. I like to get yeah. a vibe. So yeah, went up to their camp, met Tyson and Ben for the first time, and we just got talking and was just so much vibes, similar interests, you know, similar yeah. ages. Yeah, you know, just just got the energy. Like right, I know what you want to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and again, like back to what he's about and what he wants to do. Like he likes making statements. Like his first. When, when he did the comeback fight, the, 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 so what we did, because a lot of people, like, when they say I do his wing walk music, a lot of the time the TV doesn't really show exactly what's gone down. So the last fight when he fought... Um, they only they just show him just... Yeah, out, which yeah. is annoying because on the wilder one, so we had like, I've got this mad synth happening and then it stops. And there was like, Spartans, what is your occupation? Because he does that with his boys when he walks out. And then it had the Furies on Fire, which we did yeah. with Kelsey. Da, 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 yeah. So Kelsey, who sings Raised in the 90s, resung that. And it says, Furies on Fire, your defense is terrified. And then it stopped and it was like, me go, ladies and gentlemen, your king, Tyson Fury. So I introed him. Wow. Like, mad, isn't it? That's like, mad. So for, back, the, for the first Wilder fight. Yeah, no, for the second one, the one that just happened there. No. Yeah. And so the anyway. Big one. Yeah, for the, for the first one, his comeback one. 
what we did was. So are you doing this music all the time? Uh, every though? every fighter does. I do all of his all of his intro music. Fucking so hell. I find out what he wants, like what he wants to do. So like I said, the first ever one, he was coming back. So it was all about he's coming back. So I'm like, had some mad sirens intros, and then I had Carmen Barama. Uh, yeah, Carmen Barama by Carl Orth. Yeah, uh, you know that yeah. that one, that classical tune. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we had that to, to start because the build up on that's amazing, and it reminds me of Michael Jackson's 1992 World Tour, right? Which... That tour really touched me, <laughs> as he did. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I remember watching that on the on the TV, and they had his montage of that music. It was amazing. So I said, right, he wanted that. He didn't want that. I must said, right, have it, pitch that, because that's the epic. Then it said, guess who's back, back again, Slim Shady, acapella. Then I went, I put a little scratch sample in, then it comes in, don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years, the LL Cool J. Mama said, wow, you you really thought about it. Yeah, yeah. And then we broke it down, and then he goes, he wanted Afro Man because I got high. So I walk because he was getting on the gear. Yeah, because obviously he was banned for that. Or, and he's Is that what he was banned for? Cocaine? I think he was banned for... I, I Drugs, can't remember. Yeah, something, yeah. Anyway, so went in the studio with Guy, our, our guy our that guy, we work with, yeah. in the Tiger Monkey, and I re-recorded it because I got high. like, I was going to get in the ring until I got high. Oh, Obviously, because I could do voices. Why, 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 how come you ain't put this out on your social media? Do you know what? You, you know, like me, I do a lot of stuff. I don't, I'm very, you do it for the love and for you, them. Uh, yeah, I'm very inner. Like, as much as I'm very out, yeah. I'm actually very shy like, yeah. uh, with a lot of stuff. And even like with freestyling, bro, like, if you're in a room with me and it's an after party, I'll freestyle for four hours. And then people are like, my God, like, wow, you can do it. I'm like, but I would never go on, like, jump off TV or something, or whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know why. I just ain't got the confidence for it. Yeah. But, yeah, with all this, it's just, so, yeah, my links with him. So, I didn't I didn't ask for no money or nothing. It's just, I want to be a part of that camp. Do you know yeah, what that, I mean? That I'm that like, that's sick. Crazy. It's history. So, yeah, and then the, the first ever Wilder fight in LA, I went to. I was pretty much ringside. So they looked after well, did me. Did they invite you? On? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Fucking hell. And, and like, I was there on the way in and that, and what was with the team what and that. What was that like? Oh, amazing. Absolutely amazing. And just, you know what? What's like, the energy like around him over there? Oh, bro, he's a superstar now over there. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's, he's bigger than Wilder. Um, That's crazy. Over there. In America? Yeah, in, in his own back country. Wilder, mate. He's he's an absolute beast of a man, though. What, 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 the geezer's an unbelievable nick. He, like, he looks like a basketball player, athlete. Ripped to hell, do you know what I mean? When he's got his shirt off, stood there, do you look Mate, at him and think, fuck that? I would. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think, like, yeah, it's just inc- incredible athletes. And do you know what? Too, like, I've, got, I've got loads of respect for Wilder from, like, seeing him and being around him. Like, whatever else. Like, anyone who, who works that hard to get as good as they are at a profession, okay, fair enough people say he's not a good boxer, but that right hand or whatever will kill man. Do you know what I mean? He's still got to be a good boxer to even get that right hand on someone. And listen, you've done it. You've done it with Harvey mm. as well, getting in the ring and that, and you've boxed before. Yeah, right? yeah. Anyone who gets into a ring, an octagon or whatever, I've got respect for. Yeah. So much respect for, because that stuff is, it's, it's hard. You're going to war. Someone yeah. wants to punch your face off, and you got to stand there and, and punch their face off, and worry about your footwork, yeah. breathe, do so much I stuff. Think, I think what a lot of people don't realise as well is, you know, uh, like, we, uh, the octagon was another level, but in the boxing, anything that you do, it's like, it doesn't matter how much you're trying, and, and, and I bet it's still the same for, like, the, the professionals. You still have that feeling that you're in a fight. Yeah. You still have that feeling. So when you go in, like when I went in with Harvey and the, and the, and the, uh, the door shut, the cage, it's like, you you know, you might be 
you might have trained, you've lost weight and you've you've done some striking, some kicking and some grappling and stuff like that. Or even with the boxing, you've done boxing. You still stood across from someone going, we're about to have a fight, yeah. right? And you know, I, I mean, whenever anyone out there that's ever had a fight before, you know that moment just before you have a fight, like that anxiety, that scaredness? Oh. It's like that for the whole time, man. Yeah, So energy. Yeah, it's... and the instant, the instant thought in your mind is, nah. Yeah. Do you know? It's, it's horrible. It's like... It's like even in your dreams when you have those fights and you can't punch. Oh, mate, I've had like, yeah, you got that's the head and it goes like that. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah, punching through water so yeah. slowly, yeah. But yeah. yeah, so I have them with my missus. I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> but yeah, no, Fury Tyson, um, is an absolute, he's an absolute gent and, um, top lad. He, he literally did on the, the, the biggest week of his life of that wow. fight. He, he found time to do an intro for me for my plain old Kev project that I launched. I, do you know what? I was going to come to that. I had, yeah, I had, I had that. we could come to that later. No, 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 no. So I had it written down yeah. just because I was watching all your, I was watching all your videos, and uh, um, and this was before I knew I, I was going to get you on a podcast. But I was watching. And I was like, "How the fuck have you got that intro? That's fucking crazy." So Mate. how does the intro go? Was he? So saying? it's just literally like it's him. It's him going. This is the Gypsy King Tyson Fury, the only true heavyweight champion of the world. And he's like, tonight we're going to party like tomorrow doesn't exist. Tonight we're going to party with plain old Kev. And I like, so I come out to that. So imagine that co-sign from Tyson Fury, and he did it on the week of the biggest fight of his what life. What did you do? Just have a mic there from just a second. No, literally, I messaged uh, Tim who worked with him. Uh, say, do a voice. I note. said, yeah, just send me a voice note, and I'll process it. Don't worry about wow. that, and I'll chop it up. But yeah, so he did that for me. And I saw the audience were like... Yeah, because it was in Manchester. I did it on the night of the fight. So in Manchester, in his his own home city. And yeah, and it was just crazy. So yeah, it was... Yeah, I've got got so much love, admiration for him. And and I'm glad that that program's been on ITV because it showed another side of him. Do you know what I mean? I cried, man. Similar to you with the Big Brother thing, man. A lot of people got to see a different side to you that, you know, I've I've nosed there because I've spent time with you. Do you know what I mean? I think, you know, it's when you are a public uh, figure, like mm. Tyson or yourself, whatever, people have, they think you're a certain way and yeah. whatever else. So it's nice for people to get to see another side that yeah. isn't... Yeah, I think, think, yeah, I think, you know, we, we'll get on to the, um, to the mental health stuff, I guess, because I knew that we, we'd talk about it. But we, I went through a, um, I went through a phase, uh, for, I think probably at the beginning of next year, uh, beginning of uh, the previous year, about a year ago, sorry, where... Everything and I even called my new show Good Vibes Only. Yes. And um, at the beginning of that year, I made a decision that uh, everything was just going to be positive vibes. And that was because the year before that, I was going and going out, and I was getting on the smash, and I was I was doing things and everything. And, and I, I had a conversation with you in a hotel room once, and I can remember. And you said you were pretty worried about me. Do you yeah, remember? Yeah. And you were like, you know, "Look, I'm pretty worried about you. You're getting yourself in a mess." And I was angry about a lot yeah, of stuff. Massively. And I was getting pissed off about different people and that. And you sat me down and you was like, you just drilled this, you know, positive thinking thing into my head. Do you remember that conversation? Yeah, I remember it was in Corfu. Yeah. And like, and, and do you know what it was? We was in the swimming pool earlier that day and we was like trying to take it in. And again, at the same time, ironically, you know, I was going through my own stuff as well. Mm. And this we, is, yeah, we on. was in the pool and I remember you was talking about like, you know, your whole career stuff and your dad and stuff like that. And I could just sense, I was like, he's not, he's not dealing with this. Like, yeah. he's not dealt with it. Like, grief is a fucked up thing, man. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm very fortunate that, um, you know, like, my parents are still hearing that, but I've seen it to friends and whatever, and mm. it can, like, literally just destroys people. And mm. I'm like, it's so difficult to even put myself in the shoes of someone that's lost, like, a, a father figure, whatever. Like, yeah. my dad's, like, my best mate. Yeah. 
Mm. And like my son is my best mate now, which is mm. amazing. Like my dad was my best man at my wedding. So I understand that connection and you look up to someone who's your fucking idol. Yeah. And like to, for me, like to lose that man, like uh, you know, that hurts me seeing someone who's, who's been yeah. through it. So that and then stuff I remember you saying with like your with the career stuff and like obviously you was you was on the cusp within that ITV world, bro. Like mm. to be Paddy McGuinness. Yeah, I was. There's there's no, there's no two ways about it because once you're in that James Grant circle or whatever, I see them like had a man move. You're everywhere. Like yeah. ITV just bounced you. You're on this morning. You're probably there. Hi, Holly, how you doing? Good morning, yeah, mate. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you, yeah, you, I was just I was just about to it be. It was pa- parallel I was about to be like Keith Lemon. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, and then the fact that you said to me, I have nightmares about it, like recurring dreams. I was like, fuck, like, yeah, this bad. is shit. This is deep shit. Like, and I'm like saying to you, bruv, like, look, look, look what you got though. Look, look at what's around you. Like, you're like, you're, you're building your dream house. Look at your missus, your kids. And it's just still like, because you're not processing it and you're not mm. taking it in, it ain't enough. And if you, and it, that's what can make you feel even worse. I was like, I'm worried about this guy. That's why I said, look, bruv, you need to go and see someone. Like, mm. I think what well, the problem was at the time was I was getting that when I, whenever I'd think about my dad, I was getting that lump in my throat. I, I, I still felt, it, I felt cheated that, um, that they had been taken away yeah. from me after everything that happened. I just thought like, that's too much. And, when I was getting the, when I'd feel myself in the morning or in the days getting upset about it, I'd drink. Yeah. yeah and I and I was drinking. Coping mechanism. Yeah, and I was drinking, and I think that um, on top of that, I'd then I'd what I used to do was just think of the negatives with my career. And after having that that time with you over there was when I sort of come back and I was like, I, I sort of took what you said and I really really ran with it. Yeah. You yeah. know, because I can remember you sitting there saying to me. Um, if you know stuff like if someone's giving you shit, don't give them shit back because you're putting negative vibes yeah, out. Yeah, of course. Remember you yeah, had 100%. this whole chat with me, and um, listen, as I said, and you ended up going to work with him, which is ironic. Eddie from the Wide Boys, Eddie mm. Craig, is like the most, the the greatest person on earth. Literally, one mm. of the greatest people I've ever met. And I was a very angry young man. And like for whatever reason, again, like looking back with a lot of stuff now with my own, and this is, I'm happy to be honest about it because mm. I, I learned that you have to be honest about things and whether or not people uh, accept them or like them or whatever, you know, you've got to be honest with yourself. And like, you know, in, in school, being, I can remember being 14, 15, bro, I even questioned my own sexuality because I was like, what's wrong with me? But I understand now what it was or what it is, it's to do with chemical imbalances and yeah. the fact that, you know, I suffer from whatever I suffer from, like which is depression. Like yeah. that's that's my thing. Yeah. And you know, and going into bouts of it of not coming out of my room for a week, not showering, not brushing yeah. my teeth, like no self care. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like I can understand so much more now that I'm able to get a be a hold on it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And try and uh, understand what triggers it what makes it better and I think that's maybe you saw that in me then yeah 100% I think like the, the universe puts you to, with people for the right reasons yeah like at that moment in time it needed us to come together because even like that time in IB for like the amount of times that me and you nearly had fights yeah like <laughs> do you know what I mean like real tall like yeah. we're friends like yeah. we love each other yeah but because of that energy and the explosiveness yeah. and because we're just trying to find ourselves yeah and plus I'm a fucking when I go yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. another level when I when yeah. I'm like when I'm on a party yeah, or I'm and uh, yeah, there's been a few times. When and there's other to... things as well, because I've got like, I genuinely have like a lot of respect for you. Do you know what I mean? And I don't like seeing yourself like 
I don't think you need to work a room. Like, I'm watching you and I was like, you don't need to, like, be yourself, bruv. Don't, like... I do, because you can see when my anxiety comes yeah, in, yeah, yeah. when my anxiety comes in and I'm nervous or... You know, how you deal with things. I, yeah. I, I deal with things by yeah. being a joke. And I can remember you saying that to me before, actually. What are you doing fucking speaking to all these people? And like, I'm like, doing a joke here, doing yeah. a joke there. Do, and you're like, you, just, just be you, man. Yeah, just, you, who are you turning into now? Like, yeah, what are you doing? I just felt like you was doing it for them, like, rather than yourself. And I was just like, you, you know, you, you yeah, see things. Deep. And yeah, no, it's deep. And the, the same with me, like through everything that I was, I was feeling at the time as well. And, like, back to that saying, Ed from the Wide Boys, he taught me, like, I used to go into his car when I used to be his MC, and we'd go on these long road trips, and he'd have in his car, like, these, like, discs and spiritual stuff, like, just people talking. I was like, these guys are hippie, bro. Like, I didn't yeah, understand yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like, the, the, the names of the CDs was like, Life is Love. Oh, and God, I'm like, yeah. this guy, and I, and I, I genuinely, at the first time, what is this bullshit? Do you know what I mean? Mm. And then... I, I started to think more on that path and yeah, and like my life changed for, for the better, for, for yeah. much the better because I was just like, yeah, like it's true. Like if you're not loving what you're doing or loving the people around, but first and foremost, and back to like even with yourself is if you can't love yourself, you're never going to yeah. love anyone else like properly and, and put out that energy. So you need to look in yeah. and go, you know what, bruv, I'm, I'm fine. Like if you know in your heart, that you know you can be a good person, or you try and help it. Sometimes it, it you know, the energy you put out, it goes wrong. Yeah. You fall out of people, and and it's shit, man. It's no, horrible. Listen, like, I, I don't like falling out of people. No, I've got like I've got to admit that that was a it was a massive turning point for me because at the time I was picking I was picking all my gigs. Like I get I get a lot of PAs and gig requests and stuff like that, and I was taking everything just to get away from the family so I could get smashed. Yeah, of course. And um and that time with you when I come back from that trip because. I can remember you saying, look, look at you, you're a bit of a fucking mess, man. Every time I'm seeing you, you're fucked and you're not happy. And you, you said yourself that I was, I was pissed off with myself. I was. Mm. I thought I'd fuck myself up. So I was angry at myself. And the whole, but the whole positivity thing is a fucking weird thing. Like when you said to me, right, start looking at what you got, what's yeah. good, because I still had a fucking amazing career. And you were like, and plus, just cut the negative people out. You don't have to say to them. I remember you saying that to me. You don't have to tell people they're cut out. You yeah. can, you know, you just cut, just stop interacting with negativity. And also, just put out some positive vibes. And when I come back, I was like, just bang on this positive vibes yeah, thing. I was like, everything negative is gone. I'm taking some time off the drink. I took like a thing from that. I think I took a good six months off the... I mean, I still drink now. Yeah, but you can. Like, yeah. you, if you enjoy a drink, you enjoy a drink. But, you know what I mean? But, and, and then even my show was my show was called Good Vibes Only, which you come, you come and yeah. fucking DJ for me. Yeah, man. exactly. That's what it's I'm saying. So like that, those, those moments, those turnaround moments are important. You've you've had you just to go back to you. You've had, you have had. I mean, I've had. I've I've spoke about it a few times, like near suicidal moments yeah. before. Have you? Have you yeah. yourself? Yeah, really. And uh, literally. And do you still do you still have them, or have you? Thought... <sighs> um, yeah, there, there's been times. There's been a couple of times, but I just like. The worst thing about it is like again, I'm just trying to be open and honest, people, and I'm trying to as well. It's like mm. sitting there uncontrollably crying. Yeah, I get that. And when you're like literally sat there and you're looking at how, the way out, mm. and you just it's, it's fucked, mate. It's, it's, it's a horrible feeling. And the the only thing I can say to people is talking, talk, 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 and yeah. like you know, and that also with with I think. It, in this day and age with the social media thing and whatever else is like, we feel connected to each other and we're not like, we ain't seen each other in a while, like a long while. Like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm talking to you now. Okay. Other people can watch it, whatever, but we're reconnecting. Yeah, Our energies are connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So important to do that, man. And like checking in on your pals and whatever else. And like, 
you just see I've, recently, you know, a, a young person done it again, and you just it's it's it's, it's horrible. Yeah. And it's just I'd, I'd love us to get to a position like in society where you know we 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 can sort of move on from it. I think a lot to do the pressures that we put on ourselves. I think we're not very, you know, like, especially after Caroline Flat Blesser, like, which was mm. absolutely awful. Mm. And I sat there and I watched. Um, I think Caroline Flack was one of the moments that everyone remembers where they were when they fucking. Yeah, yeah. I, I, was, I was at a wedding, man. My heart sunk, man. I felt like, you mm. know, and like, I was watching uh, Saturday Night Takeaway the other mm. day, yeah, and Ant and, and Decker on there. And I was watching Ant and I was thinking, if Caroline Flack got the same support that Ant did during his time, of of his need, yeah, that's deep, man. and I'm not, and I'm not like he got his support, and he needed that support. That's good, but mm. like, like she, she needed support. Nah. You needed support yeah. when you when everything happened with you, and you had the whole nation against you. Yeah. And I could, brother, I saw it on my own Facebook, my own people that I know, like saying, "I'll get this guy out of telly and this, that, and the yeah. other." It's just like we forget we we, we form pack mentalities and we we yeah, hunt like mob culture. Down. Mob culture is bad. Yeah, it's and, so bad for you. And also, there's one thing that a lot of people don't realize, <clears throat> and this is from a um, I guess a celeb perspective or being in the media perspective, is that when um, when you break through and you become part of <clears throat> the public's property, so if you go on like one of the main stations and whatever, and then what you are is you're just free for all, man. Like the, the journalists can write whatever they want. Now, what they don't people don't realize is nothing they write needs to be factual. No. They don't need to research or anything needs to be factual. And plus, the headline the, the editor doesn't tick off facts, facts, facts. facts no, facts, no, facts. not at all. And the um, the headline, like some of the most damaging and 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 probably. Um, career wrecking headlines that I had was like when I'd be doing gigs I'd be going to Scotland and then the Scotland Daily Mail or whatever it was the, the press up there would be pro-rape comedian comes to Scotland yeah. now half of these people don't even click on the article no. so they just see my face and pro-rape and then you see this cunt in the street and they'd be like why are you raping people and you're like what man yeah. mad but then you got you know everyone every other comedian in the fucking country was doing rape jokes at the time and it was like, but to me, the control um, and what 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 com- contributed to to um, unfortunately Caroline's situation is there is no control on Twitter. Yeah. There is no control uh, with um... with with the um, tabloid media. So the stuff that they reported about Caroline, when it's wrong, they just go, okay, we'll delete that. Yeah. That's it. No apologies. It's already well, it's out, man. The same, like, you know, when it was all, like, the whole Jimmy Savile stuff and everyone's getting thrown... Under the bus, un- yeah. You know, like... U-tree and that. Yeah, the U-tree thing. And then, like, I remember... Was it um, the guy that played Kevin Webster from Coronation Street? He was yeah, accused, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's on the front page. When he's when he gets acquitted, Nothing. it's on page 19. Yeah, you're right. In a small column. But he's still and, a nonce then. Yeah, because that's what I'm saying. And people get... Uh, it's just, it's just, that's what... Sorry, I'm not saying he is, but yeah. that's what people... Will... No, but that's what I'm saying. It's, it's just terrible. And it's just, like... It's, it's a bad culture to mm. live in. And... Uh, and I think the the be kind thing that everyone's on. Let's hope people remember that. But you know what else? You need to be kind to yourself. Yeah, man. And a lot of people that are, you know, trolling online or whatever else, they're not being kind to themselves. I've I've noticed that as well. A lot of people. And I used to get a lot of like comments or whatever else, and like um, the first thing people call me would would be my weight. Someone called me fat. But the funny thing, I I grew up yeah. As a, a, a teenager, I played football four times a week, rode to school. I was in shape. Like mm. It's only been in the last, I yeah. don't know, five, six years, during a long bouts of depression, whatever else, I've on a lot of weight. The same way you stressed, I've abused my body, yeah. not trained, at yeah. lots of sugar, because I'm yeah. staying up late and whatever else. Anyway, it's just like, it's, it's mad because 
I can understand being like on the other side of it where someone is is hating on you. Like, yeah. And when when I think back to the things of like, if I look to someone and I'd have a negative opinion about it, it's because I didn't like myself. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, but I'd never like, I don't understand. If I see something I don't like, I just move on. Yeah, but That's I, what I've never understood yeah, why people I think, would, 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 would talk yeah, about it. I think, I think, I've, 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 I've mate, today, fucking hell, how long I've been doing this? Five, six years. A, a fucking troll still upset me, mate. Today, really? like, to, still to the day. I mean, if I could con- tell you my combined annual views, it's probably something like fucking one and a half billion views. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Or hundreds and hundreds of millions of views and comments wise, probably fucking hundred thousand, two hundred thousand comments a year. And the small percentage of them that shit is still like this morning. I put up. Uh, well, the other day I put that QVC video yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. funny. And I put that up, and I knew that I knew that you know if you if you if you if whenever you're talking about a crisis, it's like you know it's one or two ways. Oh yeah. So if people are writing on there, you know people are dying. This isn't funny. Fair enough. Whatever. So everyone's entitled to their opinion, and if anyone ever has an opinion on my comedy, I 100% think comedy is subjective. It's like art. Mm-hmm. It's like looking at a picture. Someone can go, oh, do you know what? I don't like that. That uh, it's, Picasso, not it's not for me. So if someone goes, that's not funny. To you, it isn't, mate. Fantastic. That's your. That's your right. You know, you might not like a tune, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But someone just went, "Oh fuck me! You still about? Thought you'd fucking died." And then I was like, you know, uh, <laughs> nah, nah, like I'm, no, I'm still, yeah, here, still here, still here. And then he was like, "Well, why didn't you fucking quit?" And I was like, "Well, if I quit, I'd end up like you, writing shit to people on the internet because I, because I, because I didn't Shit. achieve my fucking dreams. That's it. Do you know what I mean? And that's where I think the mentality comes from. People is one. There's two things wrong. One, so many people on on Instagram and and and, and out there in the social media, they paint an, an unreal picture of themselves. They don't yeah. show enough of their. They, like me and you, like we're quite open about mental yeah. health. I talk about um, problems with drink, drugs, problems with my depression, yeah. anxiety. I'm open about that because I want people to see that. Look, yeah, I, I might have a nice life and everything, but also you know, yeah, I'm no, struggling. No, no man. filter. No filter. And, and the reason why I do that quite passionately is so that if there's someone else out there that's like feels isolated because they're fucking depressed like you have been crying to crying to yourself like i found myself and they see it they might come across a post of me going this is what i've been doing this how i've been dealing with it and they're like oh fucking hell man so we're all like this to a certain extent of course what you view on the internet can inspire you yeah and it or it can like set you back because i remember even like of late on on this year because i got to a point i said right that's it a lot of my problems and issues in the like are cycle based. So I'm like, you know, my weight is an issue. Yeah. It's, it's a health issue. Like it's not healthy to be overweight. Like yeah. so I'm like, right, I need and to And I lose. see you working on it constantly. It's, that, that's it's a hard journey for you, isn't it? That's man? what I'm saying. It's like I need to now get into a position where I'm gonna focus my energy on doing that. And yeah. a bit of self care. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I need to take some time for myself. Like yeah. And I'm sure everyone around me, like my friends and my family, you know, if I'm not going to be as able to do as much as I did before, because I just, I'd sit in that studio or I'd be online or doing stuff. I've actually like, even my manager said to me the other day, could you make some content for the socials? Like they're a bit quiet. So I'm, I've done a little thing quickly and it was like, oh yeah, got some good views. I'm just like, I needed to take some time for myself yeah, and a bit of self-care. You need to, and yeah. I'm just like, if I am not in the best possible position as myself, then I'm not going to give out the best possible me to yeah, everyone, yeah, yeah. you know? And I'm like, that's why, you know, Leon, uh, the guy from uh, Hitbeat who I work with, he's like my personal trainer. He's been absolutely amazing for me. And he's one of those trainers. He's, you know, he knows he knows my lifestyle. Mm. He knows my life. He actually come out to a gig 
see what it's like and he understands it and he's like raw like this is intense like this yeah. is an intense lifestyle Your diary is mad yeah it's, like, an, it's an intense lifestyle to fit it all in so even though I was on tour of example uh, a couple of weeks ago I brought my boxing gloves and I was doing some pad work with Mickey Slim and I was just like, the fact I got that in on tour made me feel so good because normally yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. So I'm just like, I've refound my passion for exercising, yeah. which I love. I mean, when I when I done the fight with Harvey, I, I lost like over a stone. Yeah. I started getting ripped up, but that's because I cancelled everything yes. for those for those six to eight weeks yeah. and just done that. Focus. I mean, tell me this: in a, in a normal summer season, how many? PAs would you expect to do? How many gigs would you expect to well, do? Well, I'd be out the country four to five times a, a, a week. Yeah, so, how, so that's, a, from, that's from... How many flights June. a week would you be taking? Oh, God. Last, me and Kai were taking like 10 flights a week minimum. Like, and that's interconnecting ones like little crappy ones between like Greek islands. So give me an average week what, what the islands you'd do. Like, so I'm trying to think of one of our schedules. It would have been like Monday we'd fly to Malia. But sometimes like a couple of years ago especially... They weren't no flights from Stansted, so we'd have to go to Gatwick, which is a miles from me. Yeah, yeah, that's right near me. Right yeah, near, yeah. Yeah. So we'd normally stay in a hotel Sunday night so we could wake up at Gatwick. Mm. Go from Malia, do Malia on the, the Monday. Then we'd have to wake up, fly to Athens, mm. and then that then flies to Zante. Yeah. And we'd do Zante. And then like, the next day you'd fly to, say, Kavos. And then you might come back and then you might have a random IB because I do them sporadically like eight times in a mm-hmm. season. And then there might be the BCM on the Sunday. So it's like, you know, four to five times a week. You've been to like five islands. Yeah, five islands in a week. And then there might be a festival and there's a radio show. And while, and while, you, and while you're doing that, you've got to eat on the move. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then sometimes you've got to drink just to get through the gig. Yeah, yeah there's, there's so many like different things. And then when are you exercising? Yeah, and then it's not like I'm... It's, I'm not Calvin Harris, bro. Do you know what I mean? Like, I remember, you see when Calvin became a, a Calvin Klein model and he looked like an absolute buff ting, right? I <laughs> yeah. remember him coming off stage at Puckle Pop, the main stage, he smashed it. And I said, like, yes, Calvin, what's happening? And he's like, yeah, just a catch up. And he was with his personal trainer, his nutritionist, and his tour manager, about to fly off in a chopper to somewhere else. When you're on those levels, <laughs> yeah, you can bring different. the squad. Yeah. Do you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, I'm lucky yeah. to bring Aaron, the cameraman, bro. Yeah. Like, man's like, I've got a couple, couple pennies. Yeah, bro. man. I've got some fuck it. I was doing, I was doing, at the peak, I was doing like three, three PAs. I've, I've done fucking well over 150 PAs yeah. in a year, right? And I was getting money, mate. I was getting yeah. like two and a half bags of PA. And I was thinking, if I can fit four PAs in a week, that's 10 grand. Yeah, cool. But I was going fucking right. But I always had the foresight. This ain't going to last forever, yeah. right? So I was like, let's hammer them. But I can remember the drives I was doing. But I was having to get, just to deal with the people, I was having to get smashed every oh, yeah. night. And I put on so much weight that I can remember at the end of that year, I can remember I hadn't seen my mum in that whole time because she lives in Cornwall and went down. She was like, Fuck you, you fucked. <laughs> you <laughs> fair. You fucked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. It's, 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 just, it's just like, but there are ways of doing things and it's about your mindset. And yeah. and again, if you're in a better mental place, you're able to prepare mentally for it and go, and, and have a bit of um, accountability for it. So say, for example, oh God, I'm not being German. So I did it the other night, right? I was at home and I ate, Two Viennese world, Mr. Kipling. Oh, Mr. Kipling. The fucking best. Bro, Mr. Kipling. This is my problem. If I Mr. have a Kipling, he's, he's like, he's like my fu- to, to Mr. Kipling to you, he's like the Albanians to me. Exactly. <laughs> they know, work like, in the same factory. They bring factory. the wrong shit. They bring the work, same factory. I can call him anytime. He's doing me a great <laughs> deal. One pound for Terry yeah. Bakewell's. So when you see Mr. All, Kipling. All six of them are gone, bro. Yeah, you Before see I know six. it, I'm on GTA playing. I'll eat six of them. Wait, so you just have one and you go, I've done six. Oh, I didn't that's, mean to. That's like me when I do a packet. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing the brass. <laughs> 
bring in the apple pears as well, get the, get the apple pie in. And like, yeah, literally, just like binge, right? Yeah. Like, crap. And then, I, but literally the other day, I, I had two cakes of that and I was like, that's not good. And I went to the gym at two o'clock in the morning and I did like a, like, uh, a four cycle Tabitha on the back. And literally, it was about a twenty-minute workout. My heart rate was like one hundred and sixty-five. I must have burnt about seven hundred calories. I was just like, I accounted okay, for it. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I was just like, oh, and I'm and I'm just like knowing, mm. like, oh, if I've, if I've been bad, well, this uh, listen to how bad this is, right? Because I've been uh, there's so much shit going on at the moment, right? With just work, obviously my work. I'm doing the podcast. I, I'm, I'm like dedicated to keep these podcasts yeah, going every week, man. Because like people, what I found is that. I missed one about fucking five weeks ago, and I missed one, and people just like the amount of like no one messages me when they come out when they come yeah. out. People, Where are they? You know, no, but when the one when one come up, my Twitter was like, oh, fool, that's my fucking week fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now I've dedicated that I'm getting enough of them in. Right, I'm going to do them. I got that. I've got the, the different projects I'm trying to get off the fucking ground. We're writing a lot of stuff, filming a lot of stuff. Yeah. Got the kids and everything, oh, man, I, 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 and I the know. kids are killing me, man. It's like I, I I do the school run in the morning, then I try and get back for when before they're in beds and it's killing me but I mean I love it it's the, yeah. you know, it's the favourite part of our lives but I mean so a little while ago I was like well, fuck the gym membership I ain't got time for it so I bought a, quite an expensive fucking treadmill and I got it delivered to the house the drama of getting a treadmill was one fucking thing anyway I went and bought listen to this right? I went and bought the fucking treadmill went into the shop right in Camberley and I was running on the treadmill and I said like, oh Dapper we we'll give you a discount if you can do us a shout out yeah. and I was like fucking all right because the treadmill was fucking wedge mate it's yeah. proper dough right it's proper big treadmill so i was like does it suck you off no uh, no it don't no but it's called social media and that on there that's oh. what i wanted and a fan okay not a person that goes you are great like an actual <laughs> i love your show yeah, yeah. the podcast you're great keep doing <laughs> yeah, yeah. it you look really nice <laughs> yeah no, i wish i'd pay extra for that my missus don't even do that she's like stop the podcast it's shit um <laughs> sound like my missus <laughs> yeah. no i'm joking my missus is brilliant yeah mine's good too we she's love them both but um, anyway, so I bought a fucking, I bought, I go in, I get the discount for the fucking thing. I do the, I do a post for them for the discount. It's only like fucking 200 quid off, but I mean, yeah. nice. Do the post for them. Cool. It's delivered on Monday. So I'm like, cool. So I say to my missus, you know, can you stay in on Monday? She's, she's like, no, I'm going to get my nails done and all that. And I'm like, fucking hell. So I took the day off Monday and I stayed in and I'm sat there and I'm like, fucking, it's getting to five o'clock. And I think, where's this fucking treadmill, right? <laughs> so I fucking ring the shop. And a guy in there is like, hi, how you doing? And I'm like, yeah, where's my treadmill? And he's like, is that Dapper? <laughs> I'll recognise that voice anywhere. I've got you on Snapchat. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah where's, my, where's, treadmill, where's my treadmill? He goes, oh, didn't they tell you? <laughs> we ordered it, but uh, technically it's kind of still in Germany, so it's going to be another four months. Sunday quarantine. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, mate? Uh, and he, got, but he was laughing, and I don't want to be that prick. Do you know what I mean? Why are you laughing for, bro? I was like... Why are you laughing? Yeah, I was like, what the fuck are you laughing at, mate? Give me, I got give me my money back then. He goes, well, oh, that's another thing. You, uh, you know, because you paid on credit card, you got to come back to Camberley. And I said, oh. I ain't fuck. I go, so I done that. I done that age old thing that celebs or social media. I go, right. So what? You want me to tweet about this then? So what are you saying, isn't it? I'm gonna do the tweets. I'm gonna do the tweets, isn't it? So I, I threatened to do the tweets, and he goes, all right, we'll send you the money back. So, but still, no treadmill. Mate, tread, yeah, mate, you just. What are you doing? You're fighting. Yeah, I've done a fight, but anyway, I ended up did get I did get the treadmill in the end and the money, and I got the money, and I got the treadmill a little while later from somewhere else. Uh. But it turns up it weren't built right, so then it's there for another three weeks unbuilt, and my nah. missus is going go and build it, and I'm like, the fuck do I look like a builder? <laughs> Man, that's why I don't even IKEA. You know, see IKEA, I'm like, bruv. Okay, come and build it. I don't. I'm not. I'm not about that life. Listen, I can't do it. I'm it's shit. mad. And listen to how mad this story gets as well, right? So then I said to the my missus goes. I'm not being funny or nothing, but you're getting big again. 
So build the fucking treadmill. I'm like, you build the treadmill then if you're that worried about it. She's like, I can't build a treadmill. Like she got all the shit out. To be fair, she went into our gym. We got like the garage and she got all the shit out. And I went in there in the night and I was like, oh, babe, chill, man. Like that's too much work. Yeah. Like the fuck, it's like an industrial fucking treadmill. Like I was like, nah, I'm going to get someone in. Plus I've got a new workbench with weights. So I thought I'll ring someone. So I rang up this thing and I was like, you know, just handyman. How much to come and build this shit for me? He's like 40 quid. So this geezer turns up to the house and he's building it and then he finishes it and he goes, oh, you know what else I do? I sell house alarms. So then I bought a fucking house alarm off the cunt. So now I'm another 500 pound down. And you still don't use the treadmill? <laughs> that was four months ago and I ain't used it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm saying the intentions are good. Yeah. The intentions are good. I, I know that. But that's, again, because you're so busy. Yeah. You get distracted. You don't get the time. Yeah. You do not get the time. But... You need you know, to find time, didn't you? You need to. Yeah. Well, this is, everyone probably watching us going, oh, wankers, talking about flights and times. I'd love to take a flight. Honestly, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm very grateful. We are in privileged positions, we but are. we work fucking hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know right. what I'm saying? But um, it, 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 it does come with, with, with sacrifice. And, like, you, you know, your missus will tell you as well. Yeah. Uh, like, it's hard. It's hard for relationships. It's hard for your health. It's everything. It's like so much focus goes into doing like what we do and because if you do more than one thing like i'm not just a dj yeah. do you know what i mean someone might know me as a dj but i produce yeah. i make remixes i yeah. write songs i you know and I'm, you fucking throw your own events you organize and throw your own events man yeah and exactly and so there takes your time and energy and yeah because what people don't realize is one you've got to get, go and find a the venue then you've got to book the acts then you've got to get it online and then you've got to sell the fucking thing and then you've got to do it it's mad. after time I, like especially when i do like ones local i don't do it for me i just do it for the, the fun yeah like, sometimes they know no money out of it yeah of course and and then the people don't oh no you did you sold you know some 400 tickets you know 10 pounds eight it's four grand it's like yeah, yeah and everyone's free like, yeah, how much do you think the acts are? Oh, just Kai ain't turning up for less than two grand a go now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you coming to my wedding? Uh, where, when, I went, uh, where's the stag do, mate? Oh, mate, the stag do, man. I think it's going to get cancelled because of this oh, fucking this... shit, man. I don't know. But When's the wedding? The wedding's in June. Uh, Don't cancel it. No, we ain't cancelling the wedding yet. Doing your garden, it's big oh. enough. I mean, I'm fucking more bothered about the fucking stag getting cancelled than the wedding. Yeah, Do you know what tell. I mean? I don't mind. But um, I'll tell you what, we've we got to finish up. So I'll tell you what we're going to finish up on. Um, I just wanted to say, oh, I was trying to think of oh, the funniest story. We've had so many nights. Yeah. But most of the nights that we've had together, we've been working really hard. Yes. But there was one night where, um, I can't remember where we were, where we had a bit of a night where it was like, you were doing a gig and I was emceeing for you. And uh, we were somewhere, we were in this hotel. Well, I'll tell you what happened. First of all, I arrived. When I arrived, you told me to come down to your room and pretended that you had two brasses in yes. your room. Yeah, yeah, Do you yeah, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember? Oh, my God. So, right. so pretend that you're your ladies of the evening. Yeah, so these were t- these were the promoters, weren't yeah. they? T- well, these my two- friend from Greece, yeah. Yeah, these two women from Greece that he worked with, his promoters, right? So... He told me to come to his room, so I come and knocked on his hotel room. I open the door. He's lying on the bed, and there are two of them there, and they're both counting money, weren't they? They're both <laughs> counting money. Stacks. I, yeah, I come in, I go, what's going on? And he was like, what do you want, man? <laughs> <laughs> well, I bottled it, didn't I? Yeah, you was like, no, I'm all right, I'm all right, I'm all right. Sure, I've got two, bruv. Like, yeah. I thought you'd be on it. <laughs> yeah, I've got two in it. I've done them both, and I was like, and I even said to him, like, you just fucked him with that. And they were like... <laughs> Yes, <laughs> yeah, a very nice English guy. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I was like, "Oh, okay, thank fuck." Anyway, but I don't know if you can remember that night. Yeah, I mean, I got fucking fucked. I nearly threw out the taxi on the way back to the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, don't I, think you remember that. No, I don't remember that. I, we're going to that, but what I do remember is there were some fans at the hotel. Uh, oh yeah! Oh my god! 
God. There were some fans at the oh. hotel. And there was this one kid going, oh, it's my birthday and I want to come with what, you. It's my 18th. It's my 18th. I want to come. And we was just thought, oh, we're doing... We're doing do, again, trying to be nice. Yeah. Trying to do the right thing. Trying to be nice. <laughs> we said, jump in. Come out, yeah, come out of us. As long as your mum says it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, she said it's fine. Yeah. And then he comes in the cab and then we get almost to the gig. I mean, it's about 45 minute drive, isn't it? It's long. It's, it's from... Anyone who's ever been to Cavos, it's the airport, basically, to yeah. Cavos. So it's about 45 an hour. So we're moving 45 minutes and we get about halfway there and his phone rings and his mum and then... He hands me the phone from his mum, and his mum's going, "You've kidnapped my son! I've calling the police!" Oh, mate, like trying to make out that man's trying to nonce him up or something, bro. <laughs> <I'm> like, what? <laughs> I was like, and I said to him, "I said, you tell your mum to fuck off, innit? I yeah. was like, "Tell your mum, we're gonna kick you out here, innit? Like, yeah, like tell your mum we ain't stole you, and we're not trying to bum you. You come up. with us, yeah. Like, we're happy to just not go, like, yeah. Oh, that was weird. Bruv, what a lesson, like, what a, yeah. Like, just don't try and help. Don't people. pick up strangers. <laughs> don't pick up strange eighteen-year-old boys. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like, like, what actually happened with that? He just got out the other end and went, went back. But, but literally, like, I was thinking, if I was eighteen, like. And I saw like the DJ and uh, the guy, oh my God. And they let me roll out of them. I'd be the best night of my life. I remember being about 17 and I went out on a, on a school night. I was still at school mm. and I was in sixth form. And I went out with the guy who run the pirate radio station with me, uh, like Wesley J, Jameson, like these big garage names, Danny Jameson, Blaze, yeah. uh. Danny C. We went out on a night, night out. And it was like a Wednesday night. And they were a big man, you get me? And I was like 17, drinking the same as them. And I was like, this is the best night of my life. So I'm thinking, like, <laughs> it's the same for my man. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I went to school the next day of a hangover. Like, but, yeah, and this this guy, that went well left. Yeah. He, was... did, like, he bottled it to his mum. Yeah, no, they just got me in the car. So I like, what? No, we didn't, bro. No, we didn't, bro. You wanted to come. Right, that's it. You're getting bummed now. Why <laughs> <laughs> are you? Yeah. Not me. But, um, so what happened on the way home then? Because I got pretty fucked in there, you didn't drunk I? drunk a whole bottle of JD before the show. Oh, yeah. You literally <laughs> turned into, uh, what's his name? My man from the Libertines, Pete Doherty. Oh, like, you had your shirt off, you had taxi, like, like, on the mic, brilliant. And then we get, we get a taxi on the way back, and there's like a taxi guy that I knew, and he had like a nice Mercedes E class, obviously, very passionate about his car. You're in the back just kicking his doors with your feet, and all. I'm like, I don't allow it, bruv. Like, I know these people, man. These people are cool. Please, man, just stop it. He's like, oh, yeah, fuck you, anyway. Where's my money? I'm like, what? Where's my money? <laughs> I was fucked, I was fucked, I was fucked. Yeah, yeah, bro, where's my money? What are you talking about? I said, bro, I swear down, I'm going to kick you out of the cab and leave you here. And he was going, ah, mate, you was, yeah, in a bad place. Yeah, no, that was bad times for bad me. Times, bad times, bad times good times. Bad times but good times. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you on. for having we me. We covered some shit in this podcast, we did. We man. Could, we could chat bollocks for days. We could we have could. A, a whole volumes. But thank you so much. I said, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to give them a one-off exclusive um, listen of, of my balls of my balls amazing and see if that it should come out yeah the, so the next Dapper Dan single Dapper Dan yeah uh, I think uh, Two Seconds Gang is about half a million yeah you're it not is. even promoted it it's just sitting there half a mil half a mil yeah that's, that is my favourite but uh, I reckon we could do this one do it for do it for like a cancer research in balls or, or testicular cancer or... or the fact that the world's in a fucking shit place and yeah. your balls might cheer people up Mate, should we just fucking drop it like now? Just to, drop it for them to help for the virus. <laughs> for the virus, the bull virus. We should call it something like I don't know. We'll come up with it. But this is well. First off, thank you very Respect. much. I'll shake your hand, but I don't want Corona. Yeah, yeah. Let's elbow it. Elbow. Oh. Thank you, majestic. Where can I, where can I get you on Insta, man? Because uh, you're quite funny on Insta. At majestic online. At majestic it's on all socials, I think. Thank you. And Respect. this this is uh, this is that was majestic, and this is my balls. Thank my you, brother. Balls. That was deep. Thank you, man. <laughs>
He's got a podcast, old spice and miles and miles of pubic lice. STG, fridge, freeze, he's a proper naughty geese. Chatting bollocks, shit stains, moist stains and airy touching. Jimmy Savile track suits from a mush in shepherd's bush. Bush, 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 bush. He'll make you laugh, he'll make you wee. He'll shag your mum for no money. A maphrodite hat on the door. Don't cry, it's only a joke, you silly mush. <laughs> Don't stress, beat the meat. Moisture is on eat. Don't stress, beat the meat. Say, take a seat. Airy feet, not much air. Massive tits. Beat the meat. Beat the meat. Airy feet. You're listening to Chatting Bollocks of Daniel O'Reilly. What a Plonker, he really is. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Helen Lewis, and I want to tell you about a podcast I've made for BBC Radio 4 and BBC Sounds. It's called The New Gurus, and it's about how everywhere you look on the internet, people are giving advice. Advice they claim will transform your life. Advice that gets some thousands, even millions of devoted followers. These online prophets are telling us how to eat, how to think, how to get rich, how to find love, how to manage our time. So how exactly are these gurus changing our lives and the world around us? And who holds them to account? Find out by subscribing to The New Gurus wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com